Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week, Rose is going to be recapping an episode of Black Mirror to me. Yeah. Uh, So this week, I'm going to be recapping the first episode of the sixth season of Black Mirror. So if you don't know what Black Mirror is, it's an anthology series on Netflix, and it's very reminiscent of Twilight Zone. Do you remember Twilight Zone? I'm familiar. That's kind of the vibes of Black Mirror. The stories either happen like in a parallel universe or some like dystopian world. It's always like something eerie. Anyway, I actually think I chose the least creepy episode to do a recap on because let me tell you, some Black Mirror episodes will leave you considering a toaster bath. Okay, some are really bad. I've seen a couple episodes of the first season. I think I saw like up to episode five. I'm pretty sure I've watched all the seasons because it's been a while since Black Mirror mm-hmm. came back. The last season aired, I think, before 2020, I think. Is this another thing that the pandemic took from us? <laughs> you know what the pandemic couldn't take from us, though? Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Listen, I feel like Handmaid's Tale summoned the pandemic, okay? I feel like the Handmaid's Tale brought things from hell, from the pits of hell, And Mm. dragged it into our reality. Under his eye. Under his eye. (laughs) Let me get into it. This episode is called Joan is Awful. It stars Annie Murphy and Salma Hayek. Now, hopefully Salma Hayek doesn't need an introduction, but do you know who Annie Murphy is? No. Okay, Annie Murphy was in Schitt's Creek. Okay, I love Schitt's Creek. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So she plays the girl that's always like, ill, David, ill, David, ill. Oh my, okay, she plays Alexis. She plays Alexis, yes, so that's her, okay? So imagine her, Annie Murphy, she plays a girl named Joan. She has black hair, except in the front, it's like streaks of white. Okay. Other than this, Joan is a regular schmegular girl living a regular schmegular life. I once knew somebody named Joan, Mm -hmm. and she was, in fact, awful. So (laughs) already, yes. You're on board. Okay, so we start off just seeing Joan go about her her normal day. She gets up. Mm -hmm. She eats the breakfast that her boyfriend makes her. Um, She listens to rap music to hype herself up to go to the 9 to 5 that she hates. I mean, she's all of us, right? Yeah, you know, you have to listen to gangster rap in the car. She hates her job because... She is just a stand-in for the board. So she is just a physical person that is in the office that does Mm -hmm. what the board wants her to do. So on this particular day, she has to fire one of her employees. Ooh, okay. And it's really awkward because, I mean, this girl is her friend. She just went to this girl's housewarming party. She knows her. And the board is like, yeah, you need to fire her. Because reasons. Because patriarchy. No, not patriarchy. What's the other thing with the archy? Capitalism. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not really the archie, but all right. All right. I feel like it falls under the umbrella of the archie. It, yeah. It's archie adjacent. It's archie adjacent. It sure is. I mean, imagine this girl. She's like, Joan, I thought you were my friend. Can you imagine saying that to someone that's firing you? Well, I mean, this is why you shouldn't be friends with your coworkers. And then also, do you think this is going to change things? Do you think you're going to be like, I thought we were friends. And she was going to be like, girl, you're right. I unfire you. I'm just going to go to the board and (laughs) submit my resignation. This is why like managers and like employees aren't supposed to be friends outside of work. Yeah. You know, because when shit like this happens, it like blurs the lines. 
Yeah. Well, especially when you have the authority to fire them, you probably, Mm -hmm. to be honest, you should probably just pretend you don't have a soul. Just be a cat. Just be the cat in the office. The office cat. That's what we should all start referring to bosses as, the office cat. <laughs> yes. We're just little mice. Yes. And they're just tolerating you. But one day they might just like snuff you out. Mm. Yum. But at work, you know, right around the time she's firing this girl, Joan is getting text messages. And I think she's been getting them since earlier that morning, because when she was eating breakfast, the breakfast that her man made for her, she was getting a text message and she very sneakily turned the phone upside down. And we all know what that's a signal for. That bitch cheating. That bitch cheating. So Joan is getting text messages from an ex. He's telling Mm -hmm. her that he's in town and that he misses her. And Joan, Joan does what she's supposed to do, okay? She goes to her therapy appointment, all right? Way to go, Joan. Good girl, good girl. She ignores her ex's text and goes to therapy. And in therapy, she reveals that she's engaged. She's engaged to that that boyfriend. His name is Krish, which, listen, not to offend anyone with that name, but it sounds like nails on a chalkboard, Krish. Do his parents have a lisp? (laughs) Krish. It was supposed to be Chris. <laughs> <laughs> they they couldn't avoid it. Chris, 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 Chris. You know, we're going to assume that his name is actually Chris, mm-hmm. but his parents have a speech impediment. Yes. And so Joan is telling her therapist that she's engaged and her therapist is like, well, how do you feel about that? Because that's like classic therapist line, right? And Joan reveals Krish is smart and he cares, Mm -hmm. but he's a little vanilla. She says even his food is bland. Ooh. And she says, and every time he feeds me, I got to go, mmm. Honestly, I would be so mortified if my husband was like, My wife's really vanilla, especially her food. Like, first of all, like, my cooking is completely separate. You leave it out of this. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. That was just like an extra insult. But then she's telling her therapist, she's like, but with my ex, Mac, it was just craziness and sex all the time and intensity. Dude, let me just tell you, I mean, her therapist looks like she's actively judging her. My therapist sometimes looks like she's actively judging me. I I get like disappointed mom looks sometimes. Yeah. Which I appreciate. I need to know when I'm, you know, out of pocket. Yeah. But something I think it's kind of relatable that Joan says, she says that she feels like she never actively chose this. Like she's on autopilot. Mm. She says she doesn't feel like the main character in her own life. To feel like a NPC in your own life. Mm hmm. Like, normally that happens after children, you know? When they suck your soul away like a Capri Sun. Yeah. Just collapse it. <laughs> when a Capri Sun just, like, collapses. And then they blow it up with air <laughs> to make it look like you're fine. <laughs> so the world is like, she looks the same. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm literally empty inside. <laughs> you're like, I'm dying inside. Therapy seems to have the opposite reaction that it should because... On her way out of her therapist's office, like she's not even on the street yet. Joan is texting her ex back and going, fine, where are you? I'll meet you. Joan. Joan. No. Joan goes to see her ex. So the thing about this ex, his name is Mac. And Mm -hmm. 
The way she described him at the therapist's office about the craziness and the sex and the fights, it kind of made him sound like a bad boy, but he's not a bad boy. He doesn't look like a bad boy. He's wearing a polo shirt, and I just don't think bad boys wear polo shirts. Does he look like an actual accountant? He looks like an accountant's father-in-law. Oh, so he so he's older? I don't know, girl. Like My gauge for what's older is so fucked up because I'm like, what, 36? And I look at someone who's like 33. And I'm like, yo, you're old. Get away from me. See, men age great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like silver foxes. Women age like lettuce in the fridge. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What are all those brown spots? (laughs) Why is it so soggy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's every head of lettuce I've ever had in my fridge. It's literally only good for one day and the next day it's like soggy and brown. Okay, so anyways, I don't think he's a he's a bad boy. But anyway, at first, Joan is kind of guarded, you know, because he's flirting with her. He's telling her he likes her hair, you know, the white streaks in her hair. She's like, you know what? You broke my heart. And now you ask Mm -hmm. me to meet with you just when I start, you know, kind of moving on. Like, I can't trust you. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of an insight into why they broke up. He broke her heart, whatever that means. Right. Mac is like, no, I want to be with you. Like, move with me to San Jose. Your your job has an office there. You can come with me. He is offering mm. her a getaway. And I don't know. I feel like in her eyes, she almost wants to take it. But she says, I can't leave Krish. And Mac says, yeah, you can't leave Krish as their faces get closer and closer together. Mm. Is he going to kill Krish? <laughs> That's actually not a bad prediction, considering this is Black Mirror. And almost Uh always murder is involved. But anyway, they end up kissing. But Joan stops it, gets up, and she rushes out. She leaves. Okay, so they kiss. But then she's like, no, no, no. Right. Okay. Mm. Bad Joan. Yeah, bad Joan. Joan gets home and her poor boyfriend, I'm sorry, fiance, Krish, has made dinner. And Mm -hmm. remember what she said about his food, right? Mm -hmm. She takes a bite and she goes, mmm, is that salt? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Chris is white. Courtney, he looks Middle Eastern. This is why I kind of call Cap Ooh. on this. He looks Middle Eastern. And I'm like, I don't know, man, because Middle Eastern people know how to cook. They've got all the seasonings. So it's a little weird to me. We're just going to let's pretend let's pretend his backstory is that he was adopted by white people. Okay, yeah. All right. I mean, I've never had bland Middle Eastern food. And I, I love know. Middle Eastern food. I know, me too. So, again, kind of normal day with the exception of like the little thrilling secret meeting that she had at a restaurant with her ex, right? Mm-hmm. But other than that, her day just seems to be winding down like normal. And it looks like every night, Joan and Krish cuddle up on the couch and turn on Netflix. But in this world, because this is a Netflix series, in this world, the Netflix is actually called Streamberry. So instead of a N, it's an S for Streamberry. They turn on Streamberry and they're kind of debating like, should we watch this? Should we watch that? And they're, mm-hmm. and then they come across the title picture of a new drama, Joan is Awful. And it has a picture of a woman that has the exact same hair that Joan has, the black hair with the white streaks. Only that woman is Salma Hayek. Okay. And so Chris and Joan are like, uh, what is this? You know, they start watching it. 
And the show essentially replays everything we've just seen Joan do, <gasps> except it's Salma Hayek. Oh, no. Her fiance is like, oh, my God, that bedroom looks like ours. Hey, that guy looks like me a little bit. <gasps> it shows Salma Hayek as Joan, right? Because in the, in the show, she's called Joan. Mm-hmm. It shows Salma Hayek rapping on her way to work, firing the girl. I would be sweating like a whore in church if my entire day like that was just playing out yeah. in the guise of like a TV show. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, no. Joan is watching her entire day play out on TV and she's super confused. She asks her fiance, like, how did you do this? Like, this isn't funny. And he's like, I, I have no idea what this is. Meanwhile, her co-workers have found the show. And they start texting it to everyone in the office, including the girl Joan fired. And so now that Mm -hmm. girl is in a bar watching it with her friend. Like, you see, you see, she's awful. Because the thing is, Salma Hayek's version of Joan is actually like pretty rude. Like she's actually a bitch. And so the TV version of Joan is awful, is actually like worse than real Joan. Oh, my God. Imagine your day playing out, but you're like 10 times bitchier. They turned up the bitchiness. Oh, no. Joan finds out that other people are watching it because her mom texts her like, Joan, what is this? And her dad texts her, her aunt, like everyone's watching Mm -hmm. this show. Joan is awful. It's basically going viral. Mm -hmm. The fiance is trying to calm her down. Obviously, Joan is having like a panic attack at this point. The show gets to the therapy session part of the day. Oh. And Joan is like, we need to turn this off. We need to turn this off. And the boyfriend's like. Break the TV. (laughs) The boyfriend won't let her because the show already showed that she got a text message from her ex. So the boyfriend's already (gasps) like kind of upset. And he's kind of like, no, I want to see where this goes. Joan gets up and she's trying to turn off the TV manually. She can't figure it out. Krish has to sit there and hear Salma Hayek's character of Joan tell her therapist, how he's vanilla, how he's bland, how the ex was passionate. And like I said, Salma Hayek's version is worse. And so she just uses a lot of passionate words to describe the ex. I don't know how you get past that. I would legit like break the TV, throw a shoe at it. Like we are not watching this. But it's out in the world. You know what I mean? Like everyone else is watching it. Someone He's going to know what's in it anyway. Hey, you know what? Poor Joan is on her way to taking a toaster bath. Like <laughs> she it's is. She legit is. And she's straight up trying to gaslight her fiance. She's like, no, no, no. I didn't say that. This is TV. Like this is this is not real. And I'm like, this is low key real because that is what you said. <laughs> like it is what you said. It's a little dramatized, but you did say that. Well, it's one of those things to where like context and like tone is everything. Mm -hmm. So essentially boyfriend is getting a misinterpreted text message of the day. Right. Yeah. You know, no, it's true because in the real version of the therapy session, Joan was like apologetic and kind of a little bit like sad about how she felt. Mm -hmm. But in Salma Hayek's version, Salma Hayek is almost like reading an erotica out loud about how hot the ex-boyfriend is. So it's like so much worse. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Okay, so obviously the fiance is pissed. He storms off into the bedroom. He starts packing his stuff. He starts walking out of the bedroom because they're arguing, right? Like he's saying Mm -hmm. this happened and she's saying, no, it's TV. It's not real. They walk out of the bedroom right at the point where Salma Hayek's character of Joan is kissing the ex. But in Salma Hayek's version, 
it's a full-blown makeout session. It's not like one kiss and pull away. It's like tonguing action and stuff. So it's worse. So like boyfriend's not even concerned about how this is happening. No one is wondering how this is even possible. Everyone's just like, I feel like everyone's just in a daze that they're getting to witness someone's intimate moments. I'd have questions. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Listen, I would I would be booking a flight to go to Streamberry's headquarters to be like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, put a pin in that. So... Okay. So Salma Hayek's version of Joan plays out the rest of her day. So goes home to her fiance and they are sitting on the couch to watch the show just like Joan did. And then Salma Hayek's version is like, wait a minute, Joan is awful? Like, what is this? And guess who's playing Joan in the Salma Hayek version? Is it is it Joan? Kate Blanchett. <laughs> So it's like a different actress. So then you have to wonder, like when she watches the Kate Blanchett version and then it gets to the scene where there's a show on the TV, who's playing her, you know? So it's always a different actress. Oh, Jesus Christ. So Joan's boyfriend leaves. He drives off, you know, and and they're in this huge fight. And when Joan gets Mm -hmm. back to the house, the fight they just had is playing out on TV. So this shit is being produced and published instantaneously. Like, how long are these episodes? The show credits come up right as the boyfriend drives off. So that's where they ended the episode. So like, can she watch future episodes? Can she fast forward? No, there's no. It's only that one episode because it was her day. So they're waiting for her next day to generate a new episode. Jesus Christ. So, okay, so that happened, right? So the next morning... Joan has to go to work, right? She has a job. So she gets in her car. She starts pulling out of her driveway. And the neighbor who usually greets her, he runs past her and he's like, shame on you. Oh, my God. She has to quit her job. She has to move. She has, like, where do you move? You know, this is a streaming service. Like, it's probably worldwide, you know? So Joan gets to her job. And, you know, realizes that everyone she knows has watched this show. Everyone's kind of muttering. Everyone's kind of looking at her weird. She's straight up crying in the office. And she's telling her coworker, like, I don't know how this is happening. I have my lawyer looking into it. And her coworker's like, listen, you got to get it together. The board is here. They, um, they're they actually firing you because you broke your NDA on the show. You said a lot of things you weren't supposed to say. And Joan is like, that was Salma Hayek. That wasn't me. No one has follow-up questions. Like, <laughs> like nobody. Not a single fucking follow-up question. Not a single. This is a show of no follow-up questions at all. Okay. I mean, at least she has her lawyer looking into it, you know? Okay. I would have taken the day off personally, but... <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so she's getting fired. Right. She gets fired. She gets escorted out of the building. And now she has to go home and watch her day play out as the second episode of the show. Okay, and is she awful in the episode? The Salma Hayek version of Joan is very like dramatic and kind of doesn't really think of anyone but herself, you know? So she's not super likable, right? Whereas Mm -hmm. the actual Joan is more kind of timid and likable. So that was episode two of her life being streamed was her getting fired. Mm -hmm. So then the next day, Joan goes to her lawyer's office And her lawyer tells her, yeah, Streamberry Corporation can legally do this. What? Joan is like, are you kidding me? They're using my life, my name, my career. Like, how the hell can they do this? 
And her lawyer is like, oh, well, you assigned them the rights to do this. Pulls out this huge stack of papers. This is the terms and conditions. You clicked accept. Isn't this like a HIPAA violation for her therapist thing? Her lawyer is saying that the contract is airtight, that there's nothing she can do, and she cannot wrap her head around it. She keeps saying they can't do this. And her lawyer keeps saying, there's only so many ways I can tell you that they absolutely can, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And I have questions because like when you clicked accept, like how do you know it was her and not somebody else in the household? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or not like your cousin that's like using your password. Yeah. How are they getting all their information? Like as my house bugged, Mm. am I bug? Am am I a bug? (laughs) Like, (laughs) am I the bug? Yeah, that's a good question. And Joan actually does ask that. So I will get there in a second. So first, Joan. Okay. First, Joan says, you know what? I'm going to sue Salma Hayek for defamation. And the lawyer is like, that's not really Salma Hayek. The show is showing a digital likeness of Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek licensed her image to them. It's all CGI. So the entire show is generated by a super advanced deep fake quantum computer. And that's how it's generated instantaneously. Holy fuck. So the lawyer tells her, like, listen, they can make Salma Hayek do anything because this is all CGI, right? They can make Salma Hayek shit her pants. But, you know, I'm sure Miss Hayek would object to that. But Joan is like, I still don't get it. Like, how do they know what I'm doing? And I don't think the lawyer knows, but the lawyer says, I don't know, you know, when like, you know, your phone's on the table and you mention candles and the next thing you know, you're getting ads from candles and candles all over your feed. Like, that's how. Okay, so I will say sometimes if I'm looking, if I want if I want to buy a product or a service, but I don't want to do the research on it, sometimes I will just say the type of thing I'm looking for out loud and then just let my targeted Facebook ads show me things. <laughs> do you know what's interesting? I feel like these big corporations, I mean, they will testify in front of Congress that they do not use the microphone or the camera. Okay. But, and you know what? They might not. But guess what? They buy information from companies that do. And I think that's how they do it. I think they can have legal deniability because they can say, we're not doing it. We're just buying information from these people. We don't know how they get it. Yeah. No, that's probably exactly how they do it. I mean, and when you think about the fact that your phone has a camera in the front and in the back and you're carrying it around everywhere, the idea Mm -hmm. that some corporation has like a 3D model of your entire home and your person is not crazy to think. Mm. This is probably why I keep getting ads for Botox and cool sculpting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm offended. They're like, we got to help this bitch out. She's struggling. (laughs) What are these brown spots? Right. (laughs) Why is she so soggy? (laughs) You ever feel like day old lettuce? Joan is still trying to push it with her lawyer. And she's like, no, you know what? It's it's not right. Because even if I gave them permission to use my life, they're embellishing. Like they're adding like extra stuff. Yes. The lawyer's like, yeah, well, page 53, paragraph 12 allows them to dramatize characters. So the lawyer's like, they've covered all their bases. Like there is nothing you can do. The lawyer says, all you can do is ignore it. I just got fired from my job. The fuck? <laughs> Ooh, has Max seen it? <laughs> yes. So 
that's exactly what she does, actually. She's losing it. She goes straight to her ex, who's staying at a hotel, and he was in the middle of watching the show, and he was watching her meeting with the lawyer, because that's now mm-hmm. the third episode of the show. That's where the third episode ends. So okay. she basically goes to his hotel to cry on his shoulder. But of course, things get steamy. They start making out. They start taking each other's clothes off. And then he tells her that he can't get it up. The pressure. The yes. pressure. He says, this is going to be on the show. And she's like, it's going to be Salma Hayek and some guy. And he goes, yeah, but then I'll be the guy who couldn't get it up for Salma Hayek. <laughs> He's like, I can't do this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, now people are still going to know. Yeah. So she's upset. She storms out of the bedroom and she kind of settles in to watch the rest of the episode he was watching, which is the meeting with the lawyer. So mm-hmm. um, she kind of rewatches the part where the lawyer tells her that this is all CGI and that in that universe. Right. Because in that in the show mm-hmm. where Sama Hayek plays Joan, it's Kate Blanchett. The lawyer says they could make Kate Blanchett shit her pants, but I'm sure Miss Blanchett wouldn't approve of it. So this gives Joan an idea. She's just going to do crazy fucking shit until Sama Hayek gets mad Mm. that they're using her likeness to do crazy shit. You are spot on. Joan goes out and she buys a shit ton of burgers. I counted four. Mm -hmm. It might have been five. She eats them in a row and then she downs an entire bottle of Miralax rapid action. Miralax is the... um, The powder laxative? It's the laxative, but it's like in a bottle. So yeah. She races to a church. Oh, fuck. I don't know. How- oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment when, I, when I knew I had to recap this episode because of this scene. I don't know how Joan knows that there is a wedding happening in this, in oh this church. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't know how she knows or if she didn't know, if she just thought it was a regular service. But she crashes in right as the officiant is saying, does anyone object to these two getting married? She crashes in and she's holding a bullhorn on one hand and like a pom-pom in the other. And she's wearing like her high school, like cheerleading outfit that barely fits her. Okay. And she just screams out, Merry Christmas, right in the middle of the wedding. She takes a few steps up the aisle and then you hear this loud grumbling of her stomach. And then she's doubling over and you just hear people screaming because she just shitting all over the aisle of the church. Holy shit. And everybody's everybody in the church is screaming. And at this point, Joan is no longer in control. <laughs> at this point, it is no longer a choice. <laughs> the Miralax is in control now. You know what? We've all been there to where <laughs> the Miralax is now in control. And you could see and you could see in Joan's eyes that she's realizing she's not in control and she is panicked and there are people screaming and she looks over and there's a bunch of little kids looking at her. <laughs> and oh, my God. And Joan says, get the kids out of here. <laughs> She's like exploding onto the floor. You know what? Like, Jesus does not have the wheel. (laughs) Jesus has left the group chat. Okay. I mean, is there... Is there a louder message from the universe that you shouldn't marry this man when the officiant says, does anyone object? And this woman, you don't even know, storms in and just like diarrheas all over the floor in the middle of your wedding. At least she didn't diarrhea on the wedding dress. I don't think she can make it that far up the aisle. (laughs) 
what got me was the look of panic in Joan's face when she's like, get the kids out of here. Like She doesn't want the kids to see. <laughs> oh, my God. OK, is there an episode four? So this was episode four. Joan gets arrested, naturally. Of course. Luckily, her lawyer bails her out. Do lawyers do that? I didn't know lawyers bail you out. I, I think they can. I don't think it's common. Yeah. And so Joan goes home and she watches on TV. She watches this whole scene of the explosive diarrhea at a church. Only what she's watching is Salma Hayek, <laughs> like, like exploding in a church. Everything that just happened. Joan's plan basically works because the next thing we know, Salma Hayek herself is going to her lawyer and she is pissed. And she's like, I am a Roman Catholic. I can't have this deep fake abomination. <laughs> like, this is terrible. Oh, my God. Okay. Her lawyer is telling her, actually, they can do this. Page 39, paragraph 8. It references any behavior up to and beyond defecation. And she's like, beyond defecation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Sama Hayek is so pissed at her lawyer. And she's like, we need to erase this from the internet. <laughs> She's like, like, no, you can't do that. Like, she doesn't know how the internet works. She's like, how do we erase this from the internet? And the lawyer's like, um, we can't. And she's like, okay, we're suing them. We're suing Streamberry. The lawyer's like, we can't sue them. So she just loses it on him. Mm -hmm. This was his job was to protect her, you know, as her lawyer. And he didn't. Salma Hayek tells her lawyer to shove the contract up his ass and that she hopes he gets paper cuts on his hemorrhoids and dies. And I just thought that was beautiful. That is beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I guess, you know, I guess it kind of worked. Joan did get Salma Hayek's attention, but I think she mm -hmm. overestimated the power that Salma Hayek had, you know, because Salma Hayek is herself also stuck in a contract. Okay, on topic, but off topic, maybe we should go in and read our Netflix <laughs> contracts and stuff. Because listen, if somebody is going to profit off of this shit show that is my life at times, it's going to be me. So mm -hmm. I would just like to make sure that if you're going to publicize yeah. all this hot mess, that I get benefits from it. Well, and that's the thing too, because Joan is not getting paid. Like she's being completely exploited and she's getting zero dollars for it. Has she tried tossing her phone out the window? I don't know, girl. That's not a bad idea, but I feel like there's so many devices with cameras and then who knows? Anyway, the next day, Joan... Gets a, gets a visitor at her door, and it's okay. none other than Salma Hayek. Okay. And when Joan sees Salma Hayek, she knows why she's there. Joan looks so scared. She's like, please don't kill me, Salma Hayek. Fair. So Salma Hayek plays herself. <laughs> right. This is the actual actress, you know? But listen, they got Salma Hayek to play you? Mm-hmm. So, like, they think you're pretty. And <laughs> they think I'm pretty. <laughs> so Salma Hayek just invites herself into Joan's house. And she's judging her because her house is a mess. Joan is like, listen, it's it's been a hard week, okay? And Salma's like, this is disgusting. She's like, I don't want to be associated with you. And Joan is like, I don't want to be associated with me either. <laughs> fair, fair. Joan says, I'm sorry that I shat in a church, I did it because I wanted you to break your licensing deal. And I just want to mm -hmm. put a side note here. I never really appreciated the fact that there is a, a past tense for shit. You know what shat means in French? What? Cat. Oh, fitting. Anyway, so, you know, 
so Joan is like, I just wanted you to break your licensing deal. And Salma's like, I tried, but I couldn't. Joan is like, dude, there's some sort of quantum computer. We just have to go in there and destroy that thing. Salma Hayek is like, we can't just walk in there. This is a huge corporation with security. We can't just walk in there. They should not be talking about their plans. Yeah, that's a good point. Continue. Yes. Joan tells her, yes, you can. You can just walk in. You're Salma fucking Hayek. So the next scene, we get Salma Hayek wearing this fabulous yellow pantsuit. And she just strolls right into the Streamberry headquarters. Uh And she walks up to the receptionist who is totally starstruck. And she says, I have an appointment, you know, with the CEO. The receptionist is trying to find this appointment and she can't, but she's apologizing, right? The the receptionist Uh is like, obviously, it's a computer error. Like, this is obviously Salma Hayek. Salma asks to use the restroom, but she doesn't want to use the public restroom. She's like, I can't use the public restroom because thanks to you guys, every time someone sees me one of those they think i'm having lava coming out of my anus you know okay and so the receptionist is kind enough to tell the security guard like hey just swipe her through so she could use the private bathroom around the corner and so they do that salma hayek gets past security she runs over to a side door to let joan in so now they're Mm -hmm. both in the building and they're sneaking around I don't know how there's no, like, I don't know, cameras in this corporation. There's no, like, key card access for sensitive doors. Literally, it was just that entryway. Once you're through there, it's everybody. It's, you know, it's a free Because plot. Because plot, yes. As it turns out, the CEO of Streamberry is currently doing an interview. And so Salma Hayek and Joan are sneaking up around the office and they overhear this interview. And the CEO of Streamberry is talking about how they have this experimental entertainment that they're working on. It's computer generated material. Uh And the interviewer is like, oh, yeah, like Joan is awful. I've watched that. The CEO is like, no, you don't understand. This is a quantum computer that is capable of willing entire multiverses into existence. Uh, Makes me really uncomfortable. Super. The interviewer asked the CEO the question that we've all been wondering. She's like, Mm -hmm. why Joan? Like, what is it about this particular? What's so special about this woman? And the CEO is like, oh, nothing. She's a nobody. We were looking for a totally average nobody just to test the system. So Joan is hearing this and you could just see her soul crush because they've ruined her entire life just to test the system. Holy shit. I would burn the place down. Burn it down. (laughs) She should have. Honestly, she should have taken that Miralax and shat all over their headquarters. Yes. And you can never get that out of like the computers with all the little nooks and crannies in there. It would smell like diarrhea for us. You're going to have to replace it all. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so the CEO reveals Joan is awful is just the beginning. Every user is going to have their own show. And then the CEO pulls up the image of a show that says Fatima is awful. And it has a picture of a woman that looks just like the interviewer. And the interviewer is like, oh my God, that's me. You could tell that she's horrified, but she's trying to stay professional. The CEO thinks it's the coolest thing ever. She's like, yeah, it's incredible. And the interviewer is like, but why awful? Why so negative? And the CEO says, oh yeah, we tried so-and-so is awesome, but in the test cases, people hated it. No one believed it. People don't believe that about themselves. But when we say awful, when it's negative, it puts them in like a mesmerized horror that's really great for engagement. And I'm like, damn, why is that so accurate? 
I wouldn't watch a show called Courtney is Awesome, but if it's like, yeah, Courtney's a cunt, and I'd be like, <laughs> checks out. You would be like, I knew it. I mean, yeah, no, it does check out, right? Like, I think a show called Courtney is Awesome would make you uncomfortable. You probably wouldn't watch it. If it's yeah. a show with all your highlights and how amazing you are, you'd be like, I'm glad that's in the world, but I'm not watching it. But if, it, yeah. if it's a show about how awful you are, you're going to watch every second. It's like that morality question where it's, if you could read a book that had everything great that everyone's ever said about you, but also everything horrible everyone has ever said about you, that you have to read it all in chronological order with no context, would you read it? I wouldn't. Nope. Mm-mm. Listen, my Lexapro already works like overtime. <laughs> It is not cut out for shit like that. No, absolutely not. That's pushing it way too far. And speaking of which, Joan needs to double up on something. Just to date her. You know what? She deserves some benzos at this point. <laughs> yes. So Salma Hayek and Joan, they overhear all of this, right? And so mm-hmm. Salma Hayek, again, has the best line. She looks over at Joan and she says, let's kill this quamputa. Do you get it? Do you get it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Because it's a quantum computer, but she called it a quamputa. I just thought that was very clever. So going along with the theme of there being no security at this place, mm-hmm. Salma Hayek and Joan are able to just walk into the server room where this highly invaluable freaking quantum computer is sitting. And there's a guy sitting there and he tries to stop them, but very much giving the vibes of, you know, this is above my pay grade. Like, this isn't my job because he, ju- yeah. he just goes, hey, you're not supposed to be in here. Sama Hike just takes his face and just smashes it on the desk. Like, if you call security, I'm going to break mm-hmm. your arm. Fair. And that that works. So as Sama Hike is uh, looking for a way to get into the section where the quantum computer is, Joan mm-hmm. sees what this guy has been looking at. So this guy is sitting in front of this huge TV screen that's playing a bunch of videos. And one of the videos that Joan sees has herself driving to work, singing the rap song like the first the first episode, right? Uh-huh. And she's confused. She's like, "What is that?" And the guy is like, "That's Joan is awful." And Joan is like, "No, but that's me. Shouldn't it be Sama Hayek?" And he goes, "No, no, no, no." This is what the Joan below you sees when she watches Joan is Awful. Oh, my God. He tells her, you are not the original Joan. You are not Source Joan. Holy shit. How many levels deep is Joan? So he tells her that she's the first iteration. She's the first one, but she's not the Source, right? So there's an actual Mm -hmm. real Joan. And then this Joan is the show that real Joan watches. And it's funny because the guy tells her, you're a version of Joan played by a digital likeness of Annie Murphy, you know, the actress. And he like Googles Annie Murphy and pulls up a picture of the actress. And he's like, you know, from Schitt's Creek. (laughs) But it's like in, in the show, Joan doesn't she doesn't know that she's Annie Murphy. She only knows herself as Joan. But Selma Hayek knows herself as Selma Hayek. But that's not the Selma Hayek that's in the show, the Salma Hayek in the show is a digital likeness of Salma Hayek who thinks that she's Joan. So Joan is a deep fake of Annie Murphy. Okay. Yeah. So she's super confused. The guy's trying to explain to her like this is fictive level one. So this is like the first layer. And he's like, that Salma Hayek is a digital likeness of the actual Salma Hayek. And Salma Hayek is like, no, 
<laughs> like, I am me. I am Salma Hayek. <laughs> He's like, yeah, of course you would think that because that's what you're coded to think. Are any of us real? <laughs> any of us real? But if you are a computer program coded to believe that you are who you are, would you know any different? Because computers do what they're told to do. And if you're told to believe something, you're going to believe it. Holy shit. So how are the deep fakes like out there if they're all CGI? Because this is all this this world right now that Joan thinks is real. This is all CGI. Holy shit. The entire world that she's experiencing is just a generated world. That's, you know, what the real Joan sees when she watches the show. And so Joan is now all sorts of fucked up in the head. She, by the way, her and Salma Hayek grabbed one of those axes that sometimes you see in like the fire. What are they called? The fire shadow boxes? Yeah, like the fire kits. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, why do we have murder kits just sitting around in buildings? Just like, hey, here's an axe emergencies okay all right you never know you know what just because we've never been in an emergency doesn't mean that they don't exist (laughs) just because we've never been in an emergency that required an axe doesn't mean i i will give you that sometimes you do need access to break down doors and such i just don't like the idea of access just existing in shadow boxes for random people to take but Mm -hmm. Joan and Salma Hayek, they got a hold of an axe. And so Joan has the axe in her hand, but she's hesitating Mm -hmm. to destroy the quantum computer. It's right in front of her and she's hesitating. The CEO of Streamberry rushes in security, but no one's coming after Joan because she's, you know, she's holding the axe in front of the quantum computer. They're trying to talk her down. The CEO says, if you destroy that, billions of simulated souls that think they're real are going to die. That computer is generating endless realities full of people that think they're real people. But does this mean that the real Joan is currently doing this in real life? Bingo. And yeah, so to your point, Joan is like, I can't put the axe down because the fact that I'm standing here means that the real Joan was already here and the decision was already made. She says, this already happened. And then she kind of starts shaking and she's like, it's happening, it's happening. And then she just starts destroying the quantum computer. And as Mm -hmm. she starts hacking away at the quantum computer, Joan, played by Annie Murphy, starts Mm -hmm. glitching out to be this other just very average girl who's the real Joan, the source Joan. Mm -hmm. And then Salma Hayek glitches out to be Annie Murphy, the first level, because it's one level down. Right. And yeah. And so obviously Annie Murphy, the actress, went to find Source Joan to be like, you just diarrheaed all over a church. And then they came up with this plan and they went there. So they're there now. So Annie Murphy is now Annie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Joan is somebody else. Joan is somebody else. Joan is Source Joan. Okay. And so Joan and Annie Murphy get arrested, obviously for trespassing, probably destroying property, who knows what else. Yes. But Source Joan, the real, real Joan, she looks very happy. Very happy. As she should. Yeah. So at this point, we get the end credits, but we get flashes of scenes. So we get Source Joan in therapy. And she says that she's doing better, even though she's on house arrest, (laughs) she's doing better. She feels like Mm -hmm. more like in control of her life. She owns a coffee shop now and she has a famous friend because she's friends with Annie Murphy now. Nice. I really wish they would also become friends with Selma Hayek and Kate Blanchett. (laughs) I know, right? They should have all come together. That would have been fun. Mm hmm. 
I love it. Yeah. And so that is where the episode leaves us. And I have to tell you, it is probably the happiest ending I've ever seen in a Black Mirror episode. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to recap it to you guys. I am going to go watch this episode as soon as we get off this. Oh, cool. The thing about Black Mirror is that I've never been able to guess the twist 100%. Because even when I guess the twist, there's always more to it. They do really good. It's just a mind fuck. Yeah, I just love it, though. It just makes you think. It just it just kind of stretches your mind a little bit. You know what? It does. But with all due respect, sometimes I would like to think less <laughs> because now I'm like, am I real? Yeah. At which level am I? Right. Am I source? Am I level up? Is the level above me being played by Mae Whitman? <laughs> because that's what I want. You know what, though? Honestly, I guess the real argument is like, what is intelligent life? Is it flesh and blood or is it the experience of being alive? Like if we have digital CGI creations that think they're alive, do they count as lives? No. Why not? They have feelings. They have memories. Do they, though? They have memories, but do they, but are feelings that are programmed legitimate feelings? I would argue that we are programmed. We, our cells are programmed to replicate in a certain way to create certain organs. I would argue that we are programmed to breathe and we are programmed to X, Y, Z. Like we are nature's program. So are we not real? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, this is too mind-fucky for me. I cannot. <laughs> the teapot is empty for today. Don't worry. More is bringing it on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you next time. Bye.